Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And you are our loyal listeners. Each and every one of you who I can count on one hand, you are what makes this worth doing. That's right. That's right. And, you know, only one podcast this week for Kevin Brady out there who said he can't handle two in one week. Okay. You know, ask and you shall receive. Until football season. Um, That's right. We're going back to two. Yeah, yeah. But this week... Only one. But just because we're in the first week of June doesn't mean we can't talk about football. And the big news is in college football as out of nowhere, Bob Stoops has decided to resign, retire. And not only that, but Oklahoma chose not to give the job to his brother, former red-faced U of A coach, Mike Stoops. Right, right. Which um, probably outside of, you know, people who follow Arizona football or people who hate Arizona football like myself is, is not really that big of a surprise because Lincoln Riley is an up-and-coming name, um, a guy who probably with another year or two on their staff would have gotten head coaching job somewhere else. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it makes sense. Uh, and, and Mike Stoops, you know, he failed in his one stint as a head coach. Doesn't mean he would fail a second time around. Nonetheless, it, it does make sense, but it, it did make me happy because the first – when I first read the news about Stoops, I thought, oh, well, I'm sure they gave the job to his brother. So it pleased me. I found out that wasn't the case. But Bob retiring is a, is a shocker. Um, you know, weird timing. Um, and it just makes me wonder if there's some more to the story that's not out there yet. Um, because, it, you know, coaches don't often just retire in June. They might retire in January, but they don't do it in June. Well, this is the same to me as what's happening at Ohio State with Thad Mata, where yeah. no one just decides they want to leave halfway through the offseason. You either get no, fired right no. at the end of the season or during the season. You know, you and, and, and with Thad Mata, it's easy to kind of connect the dots and say, well, the program has slipped the last couple years. Um, and, and, you know, okay, maybe it's a performing and the timing's still weird. Because if you fire a guy for performance, again, it usually happens right after the season. But it's a little bit more like, all right, we can kind of figure out the reason. But in Oklahoma, you know, okay, it's been, what, 16 years since they won the title. But they've played for, I think, three others since then. Last year they won the Big 12 and just missed out on going to the playoff the year before they were in the playoff. So it's certainly not a performance thing. Um, I don't like Bob Stoops at all, but... It's hard to argue that he's a really good coach who's done very well there. So it's it's just kind of mysterious. I thought, sure, it was going to be a health-related thing, but he, he says today there's absolutely no health problems at all and just wants to start a new chapter in his life. Just an odd time to want to do that. Well, and, and they're saying all of the things that you would expect a program that wasn't ready for him to move on to say, that he's right, going to be around, right. that he's going to have some sort of advisory yeah. athletic office role. So, yeah, it, so I mean, it's not, it, it certainly doesn't doesn't feel as though he's being pushed out. No, and I think that's probably where you were going with that. Like, you know, I don't, and there'd be no reason to push him out unless there was something behind the scenes we didn't know about. But you know, certainly for what we can see, I mean, there's no reason to say, "Well, we're ready to move on from you." Yeah, I mean, there's there's no at least at this point there's no obvious scandal that we're avoiding. No, no, you know? I mean, you know there. The, the Joe Mixon thing obviously, you know, gets mentioned on the, you know, Tim. Um, and, but and, Mixon you know, left. Not maybe. Like, but he's gone. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 
I don't think that was the cause of it by any means, but that is the one thing that people think, you know, well, he, you know, right. Nixon back, and obviously since we've seen the videos, we've, you know, people's minds have changed. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's a different discussion. Um, but I can't imagine that plays into this at all. If it, if it was going to, we would have had this decision months, if not years ago. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. You know, it just, uh, you know, the, the dots you normally connect are, well, is there a new administrator not? You know, it's the same AD, it's the same president. Um, you know, is there a health issue? He says no. Uh, it's just strange timing, something like, like this to happen. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the AD situation and, and you know, sort of pivoting to the Thad Mata story. Front page ESPN story today is that the University of Arizona president said, Charlton yeah. Heston-like in Planet of the Apes over my cold, dead <laughs> hands. Uh, yeah. You know, he was yeah. not going to let Sean Miller take that Ohio State job. And, right. you know, obviously I think that's a call you would make. If you are sure. Gene Smith, you call his agent and you ask. Yeah, yeah. But that would be, to me, a step down in prestige to take that job. And, and I, I think so. I mean, Ohio State is a, you know, it, it's we, we lost Gene Smith to Ohio State. And I remember seeing the numbers about Ohio State back when that happened. And, and they are a behemoth. I mean, they, they really are one of the true giants of college, uh, you know, with the money that they bring in and all that. Um, but on a basketball only level, uh, yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, at the very least it's, it's, um, uh, you know, I mean, Ohio state, I will tell you, has been a couple final fours in the last decade. People forget that and they shouldn't because that bot had success, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it would seem weird given the jobs that he has not taken the leap for. Why would Ohio State resonate more than others? I I don't see it. I mean, when I first heard that rumor, I thought, nah, I just don't. I don't believe it. Well, it feels like it. it this is just uh, this is a crazy guess, but it feels yeah. like the sort of thing where the agent said, "Hey, let's look at this job." When there was nothing, like how uh, you know we kept hearing Mike sure. Norvell's not a candidate for the Texas A and M job. Well, right. did anyone think right. Mike Norvell was a candidate for the Texas A&M job? No, you just say it, and then yeah. all of a sudden we'll True. find out, True. you know, when an appropriate amount of time has passed, that yeah. Sean Miller's gotten an additional, uh, I don't know, $150,000 a year on his contract. Yeah. That That's is unrelated exactly to say. this. You know, you, you throw it out, and, uh, you know, just, and their agents are smart, and you get it out there in the news cycle, especially with a brand-new president. Who, who took the bait, that was the intent, um, you know, oh, he might be interested. And, you know, oh, oh, well, you want to make sure I'm not interested, you know, financially reward me a little bit more and I'm okay. You know, I won't be interested anymore. So, yeah, it, you know, I, I think that's probably very likely what it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> could I be surprised? Uh, yeah, I mean, and I'd be pleasantly surprised if he did go, uh, but I don't think so you know I, I i just when i first heard it like i said you know whatever it was yesterday um or two days ago when that news broke i just didn't i just didn't see that you know if he didn't if he wasn't interested in indiana why would you be interested in ohio State? i mean this feels uh, like a more prestigious what's, program what's happening now feels like you know 
I, I just want to go on the record and say Anna Kendrick is not texting me. She's not texting me. I just want I don't right. I don't know where these reports come from, but she's not. Right. It's just not happening. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, that is the no. same level of saying like Sean Miller's not going yes. to Ohio State. And and you know what? Like you said, the AD bit on it. I hope I hope Anna sure. Kendrick somehow finds this podcast and bites on that because sure. that that's yeah, the same yeah. level of realism I think as Sean Miller yeah, ever going I, to Ohio State. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see it. I. You know, I am not necessarily of the mindset that Sean Miller will spend, you know, his entire remaining coachings with Arizona. I don't know about that. But I think if he does go, it's going to be for somewhere that's more of a, you know, Mount Rushmore type of program. If North Carolina would come calling when Roy Williams retires or Duke when Krzyzewski retires. And again, there's, you know, I don't know if they would. There's plenty of former guys from those schools that would be interested as well. Um, but, you know, a place like that, you know, if Calipari left Kentucky. I mean, I think uh, it's know, those I, three and been, maybe Kansas. And, and, and Kansas, yeah. I mean, you know, to me, those are those are the big four programs in college basketball right now. Um, UCLA, but that, you know, it's a different discussion. It's in conference, all of that, you know. And, and honestly, I'm not sure UCLA is what it's to be. Um you know, oh, they, I'm not. Won, what? I'm not willing to go there I, with you. UCLA I put mean, together UCLA. a good year last year. They've been to they three did, Final and, Fours under Howland. We're not. We're not that yeah. far away from UCLA being an every year competitive team. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess I look at it and think they've won the national title in the last what forty some years. So, are you really, you know? Are you really what you used to be? I mean, obviously, you're not going to win, you know, 10 titles in 12 years like they did under John Wooden. I'm not holding him to that standard. But, you know, that era ended in 1975. They've won one national championship since. So, I, you know, and I, look, I love UCLA basketball. I love seeing them. But are they on the level of Duke and North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, here's what I'll I'm say: when they were misguided. when the when the bracket came out this year, and you saw that Kentucky, UCLA, sure. were in the same bracket, everyone talked about them as being two perennial. Sure. Agreed. You know, historically, no question, they they are the crown jewel for him historically because of what they did in the years and Kareem and Bill Walton, and no doubt about that. Uh, but I guess I I don't know. I mean, you know, does does Pauley Pavilion rock like? Rupp Arena or, or, you know, Cameron Indoor, I don't know that it does. I, I mean, I, it just, it's different, different being in L.A. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm open to disagreement. I'm not saying, you know, pounding people here that it's different, but I'm not sure that they're on that level. But again, different, you know, we're getting off on another tangent. Um, and we can stay on that tangent if you want. But I guess just to come back to it, those are the only places that I think I would a guy like Charlotte to leave Arizona for. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think coming back to where we left off on the Sean Miller conversation, he yeah. is the, to me, the next guy, you know, because there's yeah. a generation that Krzyzewski and Roy Williams right. and Calipari, I think, all are in. And I think Sean Miller is that next generation's face. I, I, I think that yeah. as a as a straight up coach, more so than you know Steve Alford or some yeah, of the I don't other think it's Steve Alford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, no, but some I, of the other young coaches who've had success, I don't think it's Frank Martin. 
you know. Right, right. No, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a good question because we have seen. I mean, we've seen some of those guys already start to disappear. Jim Calhoun and Gary Williams, and you know, some of the the old guard. Um, Jim Beheim, you know, is, is still going, but we think he's near his end at Syracuse. Uh, you know, Shashesky and Roy Williams certainly are on that. You know, so yeah, you know, it, it will be interesting as those jobs uh, start to over who becomes that sort of you know big name coach. Um, Calipari's not as old as those guys, but it just feels like he's got a short shelf life. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he'll be there for twenty some years, but doesn't feel like he will. So yeah, you know, and I think there's also there's a continual feeling that Sean Miller is not a West Coast guy. And that may or may not be true, but I think that's why his name comes up because his entire background was East Coast, Midwest, and he had his arm twisted to take this Arizona job, if you believe the stories that were out there. He didn't really want it initially. And and so there's a feeling that he would look to go elsewhere because of that. I think that plays into it too. I I absolutely agree that the idea is he he's not here in a Lute Olson way where he's going to be at U of right. A for 30 years. Right. But, but on the flip side, what I'm saying is, and I think you're on the same page, he's not going to take a, it's not going to be a lateral move. I don't think he would take no, a job, no. you know, at Marquette or right. something. I don't you know. see that now. Now, the caveat I would put on that is if there's a, another couple of times where they get close to the final four and come up short, does it start to become a situation where he thinks, you know, I'm wearing out my welcome here and, and before the unrest gets me, I'm just going to find another opportunity. Don't know if that's going to happen, but there is, there is a, you know, I, I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in Tucson anymore, but there's a, there's a faction there. And I know there's a buzz there that can he get over the hump? And if he pushes up against that wall and can't break through the wall, maybe he decides to go find greener pasture before people turn against him. I don't think they're at that point yet, but I could see it potentially. I'll say this. that Chasing him off would be, and since the only people who listen to this will get this reference, will be like when yeah. Sal Point chased off Brian Peabody. You're, you're chasing uh, yeah. off the best coach. for uh, You're not going to get a better coach to replace him. Sure. I mean, whenever a team is in that boat, and a, a one that I always think of in that regard is the Eagles and Andy Reid. Um, you know, Andy Reid pushed up against the ceiling many times. They got to the NFC title game five times, the Super Bowl once, but they never broke through and won that Super Bowl. And then it was, well, we got to get rid of Andy Reid. And they brought in a whole new, different approach for Chip Kelly, and they got rid of players. And two years later, they pushed Chip Kelly out the door. They hired Andy Reid's former assistant, to basically, you know, try to redo what they had before. So sometimes you be careful what you wish for. But that's what happens sometimes. When a guy doesn't, you know, doesn't get the ultimate price, then it becomes, well, we can find somebody better. Can you? Well, Not always, and this is but, the, but that's the tension. This is the Notre Dame football uh, issue, is when yeah. you expect, U of A fans expect to be in the Final Four every year, and right. the problem is you've got a dozen teams who feel that way, and sure, only four sure. can actually make it. I mean, every right. year, and at, at a minimum... And there's a bunch that, yeah. that will go that are out of nowhere, like South Carolina last year. You know, yeah, be, you're, you're exactly right. You know, you're thinking, just off the top of my head, 
Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Indiana yep. fans, U of A fans, yep. UCLA fans, Syracuse fans. Yep. These are Villanova fans. Yeah. All of these people. Michigan State. Michigan State. I would State throw fans. in there. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. thinks that they should be in, and the problem is, in most years, you probably will get two or three of those schools. Yes. But you're not going to get yeah. all four from those. And right, right. You know, yeah, that leaves I mean, a lot this, of people going home. Was, well, yeah, was you know what? One of those blue bloods got in this past year. North Carolina, Gonzaga. You, you know, I mean, they're they're. Although uh, add Gonzaga year. to that list of of they schools who now, think they yeah, should be in now the that final they've form. now that they've gotten there the first time. Yeah, I mean that will be the expectation, and uh, probably was already. I mean, again, you, you heard it about Mark Few. Now Gonzaga's in a different boat than Arizona because. They're little old guts at it, you know, they're not a Pac-12 program. But you heard the same unread. Well, can he ever get over the hump? Well, he, he finally got him there this year. So he gets that pressure off a little bit. But now it'll be, can he win a national title? Even though he was, you know, a minute away from doing so, we're going to hear that, just like we heard with Calipari. You know, he can't win the title. Well, then he did, and we don't hear that anymore. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, there's a temptation there to – say, well, this guy's maxed out and we'll find somebody better. Do I think that would be foolish? Yeah, probably. Uh, most often it is. You know, you, you look back and think, boy, we should have been happy with what we had, a guy who got us, you know, into contention every – it's the Steve Lavin. We used to talk about that with Steve Lavin. Got to the Sweet 16 a bunch. UCLA pushed him out, and they, for a while there, probably would have loved to have him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they made the tournament every year under him and then couldn't make yeah. the tournament. Right, but it'd be, uh, well, he can't get to the Final Four. Well, you know, if you know for a fact he'll never get to a Final Four, that's different. But you'd never know that for a fact. You know, the guy who gets you in the mix every year, I would you know, take my chances with that guy that the right group will come along and he could push them over the hump. Because, uh, you know, it's you're not even in the mix. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you can't win unless you get into the, you know, into that level. Right. And then then it is kind of a lottery ticket situation. I mean, once you get into the Sweet 16, you could be South Carolina and roll off two wins and get in the final. Or, or, you know, UConn three years ago, which, which, you know, barely got in the tournament and went on and won the whole thing. Now, UConn's kind of a a tradition-rich program, but that team wasn't that good. But they got hot at the right time, and they, they ended up winning the title, you know, as, what, a seven seed or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, we've had this discussion regarding the NBA and the Clippers and the Celtics and, te- you know, teams that, well, do they have to do something radically different? I would say no. I would say, you know, you, you stay the course with a team that's competitive, and you see if the ball bounces way a little bit differently next year. Um, because would you rather win 55 games and have a chance to advance or win 35 and have no hope? And a lot of times when you break up that 55-win team, you end up with the 35-win team. Yeah. Um, speaking of basketball teams that have won a lot of games, we game two hasn't tipped off, or game three, rather, hasn't tipped off in the NBA right. Finals. I don't, I, I don't have any interest anymore. I don't. I I think it's over, and I'm I'm gonna say that knowing yeah. that the Cavs did this last time. I think last year, and and I will say just one thing that I think has been funny this year, and and they may end up proving to be right. But I've heard a lot of people this year say, "Well, I have a different feeling this year than I do last year because of Durant or whatever." 
Well, I want to know how many of those people last year when the Cavs were down 0-2 said, you know, I think the Cavs can still win this series. Because I bet you not many, if any, did. It's easy to look back in hindsight and say, well, yeah, the Cavs came back one, and, you know, no, that's different. Well, it didn't. I remember when the Cavs were down 0-2 and down, you know, 3-1, and it felt like the series was over, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. So I agree it does feel that way right now, but it's just kind of funny how people, you know, have revisionist history, I guess. Yeah, although somebody I was listening to made this point, and I thought it was a good one. Last year, you felt like any given game could go either way. Like, just as, as the game tipped off, that's how you felt. Yeah. And this yeah. year, any given game, I feel like the Warriors should win. Now, the Cavs might win yeah. tonight. The Cavs might win in a couple of days. But I feel like they should win every game yeah. because I mean I, you know yeah look yeah. one and two versus one and two I will entertain the argument that Kyrie and LeBron sure. can match Curry and Durant and but Durant, the problem yeah. is I think that Clay Clay and Draymond are better than three four for the Cavs Kevin Love and whoever yeah. you want it to be Tristan Thompson right. maybe you know well and, and that's that's been a big problem for the Cavs so far this series is you know, there hasn't been a four, uh, you know, in, in uh, game game one, Kyrie Irving played pretty well along with LeBron. In game two, Kevin Love played pretty well along with LeBron. But they're getting nothing from the supporting cast. I mean, J.R. Smith, I think, made the first three of game one, hasn't scored since. And Thompson's been neutralized. Um, so that's been a, a big problem. And you hope that, you know, a home court will some difference and. Again, I, I realize that, you know, we're recording this as game three is about to begin. And I may, you know, you may look foolish in two hours and say, well, home court's going to make a difference. If it doesn't, well, this analysis is null and void pretty fast. But that's got to be the Cavs' hope right now is that, you know, your role players play better at home. You get the big games from your top three guys. Uh, and, and, you know, you scratch out. You scratch out this one, first of all. Then you try to scratch out game four. And then... Take your chances in a best of three series. Uh, you know it's a it's a daunting task, but that's how you have to approach it. You can't think of it as you know, well, we got to win four out of five against this great team. You just have to do it one at a time. Cliche, but really. So, for everyone who listens, who chimes in, Elisa, I'm talking to you. We're gonna pivot yeah. now to talk a little ASU. If you want to stick around, I we appreciate it. We you know. Any, anybody who listens this far deserves a hug, maybe some sort of <laughs> some sort of baked treat. Like, you've earned it. You've made yeah. it this far. You've earned a reward. Um, but we right. are going to talk about uh, Cam Smith, grad transferring from ASU to Notre Dame. It, it's one of those things where the writing was on the wall, but it's still kind of a sad end to what was a promising start of a career. I, that's a great way to put it. I was going to say that, uh, you know, the, almost the same way that, like, you know, he, he, um, his injury in, what was it, before this 2015 spring, am I remembering that right? Mm -hmm. Before the 2015 season, he missed all of 15, came back last year, and it just, it failed what looked to be kind of a promising start. And, and, you know, as I told you when you told me in text, I mean, the highlight of his career as at, at ASU turned out to be that Notre Dame game because he, uh, I think he had long touchdown catches. I know he had at least one. Had a, just a big game or all, um, and you know he was at that point a true sophomore. 
And you thought, man, you know, this guy, I didn't necessarily think he was going to develop into a first-round pick, but you sure thought he was headed for some good things, and the injury just kind of derailed things. And, and by now, he has been kind of lost the duffel. Um, and so, you know, hey, he gets a chance to go play for Notre Dame. I wish him luck, very much like what I said with Ellis Jefferson. You know, if a guy is kind of squeezed out, uh, you know, good luck. And, you know, take advantage of the opportunity and, and well there and help him win some games. That'd be great. Um, he probably wasn't going to get that opportunity here. So, you know, it's it, but it is too bad because, yeah, there was some promise there that just wasn't fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, now ASU's looking at Nikhil Harry, Terrell Chapman, the two transfers, Humphrey and Newsom. Yeah. Uh, with passes yeah. being thrown to them by, by who knows. Uh, yeah, Jalen Harvey. I mean, the five yeah. deep is yeah. still talented. I, I, I think that yeah, these I five guess. are probably still – we're going to be the top five even with Cam Smith on the roster. I agree. I mean, we're putting um, we're putting a lot of eggs in the transfer basket at all. You know, and, and we haven't seen these guys play, and there's a little bit of, of fear in my mind about that. But – what you hear so far is pretty good, um, and and you know they were here last year. They got to practice with the team, so it's not like they're brand new guys who we you know haven't been around at all. Um, so yeah, I mean if if those two guys are up to snuff, and Nikhil Harry takes the you know logical next step in his development, then I think we'll be we'll be fine in that regard. And a lot of it again comes back to what you just said: who's going to be the quarterback? You know, who's is it going to be just one guy? Is that one guy going to parade himself and and play well? Um, you know, that that makes a big difference. You can have the best receivers around. If you don't have a quarterback to get up the ball, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how fall camp plays out. It will. It will, yeah. And it's it's uh, probably, what, about right about two months, uh, opening this first week of August, I would assume. So, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're getting into that area. I'm sure guys are coming back, you know, little by little to work out with the summer and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting. Always is. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've had some, we've had some surprising defections, uh, you know, and some not so surprising, but it, you know, it's a little bit concerning that the news every other day almost seems like somebody else is leaving. Um, I, you know, I hope that's not something we look back on in December and think, boy, with the warning signs were there in June. Yeah, I agree. But it could be. <laughs> could be. When I, you know, I always go back to, what was it, 2015 when um, Graham's son mysteriously left before the season. To pursue and, a better you know, opportunity. Right, right. Um, and, and I remember talking to you then and saying, these are the type of things you look back on at the end of a disappointing season and say, Boy, we knew there was trouble then, and we both had high, very high hopes for 2015, and those were unfulfilled. And certainly, Graham, you know, Bo Graham leaving wasn't the only reason for that. But yeah, you know, you look back and think, oh, God, that was a pretty strong sign. We should prepare for some trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all we've got pre-planned. Matt, did you have anything yep. else? I have nothing else. I'm, I don't think so. I'm a manager. I don't think so. We're, we're, you know, let's let's just be honest. We're kind of approaching that doldrum time of the sports calendar. Uh, and, you know, with the NBA Finals not seeming all that interesting right now, and the other sport kind of in a in a holding pattern. There is NHL, but 
I don't think you or I have much to offer when it comes to the Stanley Cup. I'm watching, but I can't do much analysis of it, I'll admit. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's not a lot to discuss, but it's coming up. We're right around Warner's football season, and then we'll have so much to talk about, we won't be able to fit it all in. Yeah. Now, I will say this on a personal note. If Clayton Kershaw is pitching near you, go. Do yourself a favor. Buy the <laughs> ticket. It, it is a sight, and it's the sort of thing that you will tell the next generation about. Because yeah, I agree. He I, is on I fire right him. now. I, didn't, I haven't seen him this year, but uh, I think maybe two or three years ago, I went and saw him pitch here, and, and uh, he is one of those guys that, you know, you, you want to say you – you got to see play in person, uh, you know, and there's baseball doesn't have enough of those guys right now, I don't think, but he is certainly one. Yeah, I mean it's it's him, it's Trout. Uh, when yeah. when Bumgarner, if Bumgarner comes back healthy, uh, and yeah. I think Miguel Cabrera, yeah. and then some of the you know, and, and Bryce Harper, and then you've got some of the old guard. You know, if you sure. can see Pujols, it's not the same, but. You should see him to it's say not. you saw him. It's not. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, uh, there's there's a there's been a bit of a gap there the last few years with Jeter retiring and Alex Rodriguez, you know, retiring, Mariano Rivera, some of the guys, David Ortiz, um, you know, and baseball needs that infusion. They need guys like Trout and Harper to continue to to be really good. Um, Trout obviously, you know, is injured now, but Harper had a bad year last year. They need that star power. You want those guys that you want to. Make sure you see when they're in town. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, everybody who listened, thanks for making it to the end. We appreciate you sticking around. Uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter, text, regular old-fashioned snail mail if you know our addresses. Right. We're not giving right. them out because no, Lord knows what kind of crazy yeah. stalker fans we have. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs>